0: honor and we worship you, Lord. We love you. We love you. Draw us in, Lord. Draw us closer. Draw us deeper. Draw us in, Lord, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus a wonderful hand, church. Come on, can we celebrate this worship Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Please be seated and uh, hallelujah, praise the Lord, I'm going to share a short word and then we're going to just get into the spirits, sorry I took my jacket off, it's too, it's too warm, it's supposed to be cold in England. Thank you, Lord. You know, church, if you want more of God, you have to, um, you know, the Bible says, um, more of him, less of me. It doesn't say less of me, more of him. It says more of me, more of him, less of me. You know, if you have a, a two liter Coke bottle, and it's full. You never say to somebody, pass me the bottle. You say, pass me the Coke. Because the value of the contents on the inside determines what you call it. If you're full of God, they'll say, they'll see the presence. But when the Coke bottle is empty, that's when they say, pass me the bottle. They don't say, pass me the Coke. So more of God, less of me. If, you want, if we want more of God, it's not about being less, it's about being having more of Him, taking more of God and worshiping Him and loving Him with all of our hearts, amen. If you have your Bibles, just turn with me to Luke chapter 8 and um, verse 22. I'm going to share with you a scripture, a very well-known scripture that you all know. And I want to talk tonight about, you know, pressing in as a church, as a leadership and I'm speaking to the worship team as well which is uh, which is important and this is the story of when Jesus crosses over the Sea of Galilee and a mighty big storm comes upon upon the disciples and I'll read it to you and it says this in verse 22 now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake. Another translation says, descended upon the lake. Just descended upon them. Came down upon the lake. And the boat was filling with water and they were in jeopardy. And they came to Jesus and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For for he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. And then the story goes on into when they got onto the other side and they met this man we call Legion. And Jesus sets him free. And all the demons on the inside of him go into the pigs. And the pigs go over to the edge of the cliff into the sea. All the village people came out and resisted Jesus because he had just destroyed their entire industry went down into the sea and said, please leave. We don't want any more of you here. And Jesus gets in the boat and he leaves. Can you imagine? All of this happened for one man to reach one man. I want to tell you the story today about this particular story. And I want to talk to you about how to overcome when the enemy rages against you. How do we as a ministry, as a having, having a service, how do we press in to the other side? I want to bring your attention to this fact that Jesus and the disciples had been working the whole day. In fact, in the book of Mark chapter four, where we read the same story, it says this, on the same day, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. On the same day, They had ministered the whole day. Can you imagine Jesus teaching from morning to evening? All the needs. I mean, just imagine how they pressed upon him. The disciples ministering, Jesus ministering. And the Bible says, on the same day. Now, the Bible's not very good at telling us about days doesn't say on Wednesday he did this and on Thursday he did that you kind of have to read and sometimes you realize everything was on the same day but here it tells us it was on the same day and I think it says that for a reason because when it comes to pressing in and overcoming and walking in victory um, the enemy attacks us when we are tired when you're weary that's when attack comes. They were weary. They were tired. Jesus was so tired, there's a storm happening, and he's not even waking up. I don't know if you've ever had that. Maybe on a Sunday afternoon, where you're in the lounge, and you pass out, and all the kids are running around, and you can't hear a thing, because you're so tired. That's what happened to Jesus. He's at the bottom of the boat, and he was weary, and he was, he was gone To the world. On the same day. Here comes. The attack. Now when when Jesus was tempted by the devil. The devil said. I'll come at an opportune time. And this was that time. This was a time. This was a time where Satan saw the ministry of Jesus. And he thought to himself. I'm going to get them. I'm going to sink them all. Before they get to the other side. I'm gonna deal with this ministry. I'm gonna get the disciples and I get Jesus. And a storm descended upon them. I believe it was satanic, because when Jesus stood up, he rebuked it. He said, I rebuke you. He says he spoke, in, in Mark chapter four, it says he spoke to the water, but he rebuked that storm that had descended upon them. So there's three things I wanna want just start off today by saying this, that. Attack comes when you're tired. Attack comes when you've labored as a church, you've had a conference. Attack comes when your children have worn you out. Attack comes when you've worked all week and you're worn out. Attack comes when you are weary of resisting the devil. And there's a tiredness. And the devil comes and he sees, aha, This is an opportunity for me to come and do my work. Number two, attack comes when we lose faith. Jesus had told them, you're going to the other side. Not one disciple, not one person in the boat lifted their voice and said, hey guys, I know it looks bad. But Jesus said, we're going to the other side. Not one. When you are tired, you forget the prophecies on your life. When you are tired, you forget how to believe God for miracles. When you are tired, you forget the word that the Lord has spoken into your heart. That's why we have to remind ourselves. Like King David, when he came to the giants, he said, hey, I remember I killed the lion, I killed the bear. I'm going to kill you too. That's a man that's walking in faith. But when you're weary, you forget about the bear. We just see the giant. An attack comes when Satan feels threatened. Church, do you think that becoming a a church of the spirit, becoming a church of the supernatural, Do you think becoming a church that is taking people out of darkness is going to just be walking into a grocery store and saying to the enemy, you know, I'll take four of these and I'll take three of those? It's not going to be like that. The enemy is going to resist. It's going to push and bring attack. And you know what the story was really about was touching that man on the other side of the ocean. Do you know why? Because when, when he was delivered, he said to Jesus, take me with you. And he begged Jesus, take me with you. And Jesus gives a strange answer. He says, no. He said, I am sending you back home. Ah, This was not his home. He said, I'm sending you back home. Do you know where home was? It was Decapolis. Decapolis was a region of 10 cities. And the Bible tells us, the history tells us, that revival came to those cities through this man. Can you imagine him walking into town with a sane mind, clothed with the glory of God? And he told him, I, I believe they saw him coming and said, hey, there comes the crazy man that we sent to the pigs. And when he came, they realized this man had been touched by Jesus. He touched those 10 cities and revival took place. That is why Satan wanted to stop them. It wasn't just about the man, it was about the 10 cities that would be touched by Jesus. That's why he wanted to stop them. Satan knew if I don't stop Jesus now, the city is going to get onto revival. That's why he resists. And so when you sense a resistance, when you sense an attack of the enemy, don't look at the storm. Look at the victory that is about to come. I don't look at the storm. I see the ten cities that God wants us to take. We Press in to that victory. Don't give up in the storm. I say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. You're bringing victory. And this isn't just about me. This is about what God wants to do. Hallelujah. So, I want to just speak to you about eight or nine things on how do we do that as a church? How do we press in? And how does the worship team press in? How do you press in into a prayer meeting? how do you press in when you're praying in your bedroom number one is to recognize the signs of weariness sometimes we don't know that we're tired you know i have a a couple of staff members around me on a sunday morning i say guys if i'm looking miserable please tell me because sometimes when there's so much on your mind you don't know that your mouth is dragging on the floor and I say, guys, please tell me, just tell me to, to smile, be happy. I want to know when, and you know, now and then they come to me and they say, is everything okay? And I say, why? Do, am I, does my face not look okay? And I realize, you, you know, weariness has come in. You don't know. One of my daughters, she doesn't know it, but when she's, when she's hungry, she has an attitude. I can see her from a mile away. I just need to take her a good cup of coffee and it, it sorts her out. Because she doesn't realize, and then many times she'll come and say, oh, I didn't realize, I was just, I was just hungry. And it's to be aware of ourselves, to realize there are times when you're going to be weary. You, you, you have five kids, right? Four. I mean, that's enough. It'll make you weary. That'll make you weary. You know, doing the housework, doing everything. And doing life can make you weary. And we come to church and we don't realize that we're bringing that into, into the spiritual warfare time. It's to realize you need to learn yourself. And also give grace to one another when, we, when we're tired. Instead of getting upset with people, we say, oh, I think you're just tired. How do you, so what is the key? What is the key to this first this first one, is to rejoice. Put on the garment of rejoicing. This is powerful when it comes to breakthrough in God. Put on the garments of rejoicing. When, you, when praise is difficult, just everybody starts smiling and just putting on rejoicing in the spirit. Why? It brings breakthrough in the realms of the heavens. We know the devil's not gonna have his way with me when you put on joy. Sometimes we need to wake up in the morning and just say, I'm going to be glad today. And not walk around with complaining attitude all the time. Why? Because the enemy knows, ah, I can sink your boat. I'm going to say, no, Mr. Devil, I'm not sinking my boat today. I'm putting on the garments of rejoicing. Amen. Number two, recognize who the enemy is. You're not my enemy. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in heavenly places. You are not my enemy. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we become enemies, we realize the enemy has come with a storm. What's the key? Put on the garment of love. Just love. Love through it. Let's, let's love each other through our pain. Let's love each other through our valleys. Put on love. And we walk with one another. And appreciate one another. Because where there's love, God is operating. Because God is love. And when love is in a room, it's easy for the Holy Spirit to manifest. Do you know that, and, and I think it was Smith Wigglesworth, I was reading this one time, he was telling a story of going into a place, uh, no, he didn't go into a place, he, he spoke of a friend that would go into like a satanic coven. And this, uh, this satanic coven was meeting and his friend went in there. And, and this is the testimony the friend had to Smith, Smith Wigglesworth. He said, the high priest or the satanic priest or somebody stood up and said, we can do nothing tonight because there's somebody here who believes in the blood. Wow. That means that one person had the power to disrupt that spiritual meeting. Do you know that if we would all be in unity with love, the God of glory would fill this place. You know know why it's so important? Because the spirit of prophecy can come, and I'll give a prophecy to somebody. There'll be someone in the room that's saying, oh, I don't think they should be getting that prophecy. If you knew them, you wouldn't give them that prophecy. And the spirit of prophecy picks it up and doesn't come. Because there's no oneness. Where there's love, there's God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put on rejoicing. Put on love. Amen. Number three, recognize that praise is a weapon. Recognize praise is a weapon. What does that mean, church? Do you know there are some Sundays at our church, I feel like the devil and all his relatives have shown up. It is like there's a war. It's like, and, and we've seen it. We, we have encounter weekends, like deliverance weekends, demons coming out and people being set free. And that Sunday morning, often, it can just be like there's, there's like antagonism. And we've had to teach our team and our worship team. And we teach our church. That's the time where everybody realizes praise is a weapon. What does that mean? It means you need to start clapping like a chicken. Do you know what that means? not this it's this get those chicken wings out and give a big praise to the Lord and clap and shout unto the Lord the Bible says clap your hands all ye people shout unto God with a voice of triumph and that's what we that's what you do when it when it's hard you put on rejoicing and you put on love then it doesn't matter what people think of you you just clap your hands for the Lord. Praise is a weapon. The Bible says Judah plows. Judah means praise, right? Praise plows the ground for the presence of the Lord. That's, we don't, we don't do praise and worship because we're waiting for the late people. We do praise and worship because praise plows the atmosphere. If you don't have a good praise and worship session, it is difficult to preach because the the, the ground has not been plowed. And as a, when, as a congregation, we realize that. You just, everybody gets into warfare. We just realize, hey, we're going to the other side. There's something to accomplish here. You know, this is about reaching the city. It's got nothing to do with me. And that is why church, that is why People that have issues always got issues. Issues with the song, issues with the sound, issues with the, with the, all the, when you, when, if you are a person of issues, you have lost sight of why we are here. We're not here for our preferences. We are here to take the city. We're here to go across. We're here for the 10 cities. That is why we're here. We're here to bring deliverance to people, healing, hope, faith peace in the heart. That's what we're doing. So when it becomes about preference, you, that, you need to go to the, the furniture store. That's where you have preference. Choose your color over there. This is a church of the Spirit. This is about the Lord and His kingdom. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the Lord. This is important what I'm saying. Some of you might not be hearing what I'm saying. But what I'm saying to you, these are keys that I have learned. How we shift our church so that the atmosphere begins to brim with the prophetic and with the anointing. It's not about preference. See, a church is not a tennis club where you order your sandwiches and you book your playing time and pay your members fees. This is not the member fee table, by the way. It's not member fees. Where this is the kingdom of God, where we have come in to glorify one name, King Jesus. Amen, everybody. Hallelujah, your praise is a weapon. Number four, have faith you know why some people are down? They're still waiting for their miracle. And I think of some of the great men of faith, like Abraham. How many years he waited for his miracle, and yet he didn't lose hope. You need to have faith when you're in the storm some things take time i don't understand why god takes time for some things some things take time but you believe and you press through and you keep honoring god even if your prophetic word hasn't come to pass and if it's going to take 20 years keep hoping on god for the glory of the lord because when the enemy comes in and he knows that you've been discouraged He can get in and take take charge of your family. I say, no, Mr. Devil. The Lord has said. And you believe it with all of your heart. Amen. Keep your faith. Keep your trust in God. See, I don't worship God because of what he's done for me. I worship God for who he is. The The level of my praise is not determined by how many benefits I received in the week. I shouldn't praise God more because I got a promotion on Wednesday, so I praise Him on Sunday. And then you get demoted on the next week, and then we come, we're angry with God. No. He's worthy. No matter what is happening, the Lord is worthy, church. Through it all, He's worthy. In the rain, He's worthy. In the storm, He's worthy. In the valley, I will praise Him. On the mountaintops, I will praise Him. Hallelujah. He's worthy always, always, always. Keep your faith. Number five, did you know that your unity carries a blessing? And I said it this morning, and I'm going to say it again next week. Unity carries a blessing. Adam and Eve walked in the garden until they got out of unity. When the disciples were in unity, the blessing fell. When a husband and wife are in unity, the Bible says when two or more agree, there I am. The I am is there. When you are in unity, listen to this. Jesus said, I am the door. When you are in unity... You can be facing a wall and the Lord will put a door right through it. That's the power of unity. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. When you stay in unity, provision is there. When two or more agree, I am there. He said, I am the shepherd. When you are in unity, guess what? The Lord will lead you out. And he'll lead you to green postures. Glory to God. That's who the I am is. He said, I am the light of the world. And when you stay in Unity Church, it doesn't matter how dark the world gets. Light can be in this room. The light of Jesus can be in this room. And it would seem to me the church around the world is going to face some dark days in the world but you know the darker it is the brighter the candle looks and we're going to shine as lights and the glory of God's going to fall but it's going to take a church that's united we must be united around our faith our hope we must be united in our belief around holiness righteousness and the Lord will manifest himself. I believe it with all of my heart. Amen. I believe it with all of my heart. Church, we must not lose focus of why we are here. And I touched that earlier. I'm going to move on from that. Now, this is what happened. They crossed over the ocean. They went through a terrible storm. And they made it through. They meet this man and Jesus delivers him. And they are told to leave. Imagine that. They had toiled the whole day. Then Jesus said, let's cross the ocean. And they get there weary. I'm sure that the disciples are just thinking, I just need fish and chips right now. I just need a cup of tea right now, just something just to just Jesus said, let's go, boys. And you know what's so interesting? It was a calm journey back. Because when you have gotten the victory, that mountain becomes a molehill. How many of you know there's some things that were a mountain in your life, they're not a mountain anymore? Am I right? You look at some people going through what you went through, and you're thinking to yourself, what's wrong with you? That's just a molehill. But for you, it was a mountain. So when we get through that mountain, we see now that the disciples go back and there's peace and they go back and ministry begins to happen and in chapter 9 Jesus calls the disciples and it says he anointed them to cast out demons and heal the sick that victory brought ministry back to Israel brought the disciples into ministry that's why when you break through as a church anointings are released blessings are released that's what we're doing that's why You know, we are releasing pastors around the world. We have a whole bunch of young people as pastors and ministers. Why? We we have gone through victories. And ministries are being released. That's what happens. That's why Satan wants to stop it. You know, I just have a thought in my head right now. That there's so many people here. You were in ministry at one point or the other. And I've come to tell you. Get ready for the end time harvest. Whatever has happened, lay it aside. Get ready for the end time harvest. I'm telling you now, the Lord will have the final say. In Jesus' name. Now, let me finish with this. And then I want to just teach you something on worship. Um, Always remember who was in the boat it's jesus it's about jesus in all things he has the preeminence in every worship service he has the preeminence in every church it should be jesus it should be i want you to see jesus in me i want to display jesus when we come with one another when we gather it should be hey I want Jesus to be seen in me this is about Jesus church remember that he is in the boat hallelujah hallelujah the Lord is going to rise in this hour the Lord is going to stand in this hour and speak to those things speak to the storms that are still raging and bring peace there's so many people that need peace here. You're covering it. You're covering it with TV and with, with alcohol and with stuff. Jesus wants to be your peace. He's in your boat. We are not alone. We have a helper. Thank you, Lord. He said, I will send you a helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when we, you know, I, I want to, sh- I want to just do something with you. In terms of singing in the spirit, and I, how many of you saw that uh, Virgin Galactic spaceship go in, go into space a couple of weeks ago? Did anyone see it? So uh, Richard Branson finally got his spaceship into space after twenty years, and. It goes up on a massive big plane, and then this space shuttle drops out of the bottom, and then it goes to Mark Three. I think they said in six or eight seconds, like a rocket. Now I'm not a rocket engineer, and I was sitting with my dad. We're watching this thing together, and I said to my dad, "Why are they Why are they flying it like? I, I've forgotten what Mark Three is, but like it." 3,000 kilometers an hour I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself because they, they, the lady said they only have to get to 80 kilometers up and then they will experience weightlessness so I'm thinking to myself why is he going at 3,000 k's an hour he's gonna overshoot he'll land up in the moon yeah I'm just thinking to myself I'm like I don't understand and my, and my dad says to me he says no it's not like that he says he says, he says this to me He says you see to loosen yourself from gravity. It takes an incredible amount of force. That rocket ship was going at 3,000 kilometers an hour to loosen itself from gravity, and it would break the barrier. That's why a church of the spirit has to be so intense so we can loosen ourselves from the fleshly things on the earth and break through into the spirit. I thought that is a sign from heaven. That is why not every service is the same. That is why some services are there and some services are not. And that's why some churches will never get into the breakthrough because you have to go at Mark 3, not at Mark 1, not at Mark 2, you have to go at Mark 3. A bit of smoke and a bit of candles is not going to do it. It's going to take the power of the Holy Ghost to change a city. That's what it takes: power of the Holy Spirit and of God, and a people of hunger, passion, rejoicing, full of love, full of faith, full of hope, full of unity, believing and knowing and understanding why we are here. Because I can't. Be
1: we're just here to have
0: tea and wonderful cake, which was wonderful, by the way. We must break through. I want you to stand with me, would you? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I been, I've been... Training our church recently um, on just because I do this at home when I'm at home, I'll, I'll, I can pray pray in the spirit. You just you can just pray for an hour, pray in tongues, and and just be in the spirit. Because do you know when you pray in the spirit, the Lord begins to reveal things to you. Do you know when you pray in the spirit, things that hold you are broken. It somehow brings you into the kingdom atmosphere. But I realized in our church, there were some Sundays, it was wonderful. We just everybody just sing in the spirit. Some Sundays it was like terrible. It was like, not Mark three, it was minus three. And then I realized sometimes the worship team don't, don't know how to do it. And so I've been training our church on this and I would love to try it with you because you're such wonderful singers. I said to my mom, I love people of Bradford or Yorkshire people, they just sing so loud. Um, you know in, in South Africa, you, you guys are like equivalent, equivalent to like 300 people. you know it's like your voices are so lovely. but I want to show you something if I may, just just go with me and, and I'll, you'll, you'll experience something. Just give me the the, the, the chord. Okay, you're gonna have to lift that piano for me, fill the room with it. Okay. Now that's not the airport call. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please proceed, you know it's not that one. <laughs> Da, da, da. Now that's a chord. That's D. It's made of three notes. And it's interesting because we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, like even an atom has three parts, I believe. God holds all things. Amen. Now, when you, there are moments in a service where, for instance, in this room, There's BBC One. And if I had the right antenna, I could pick it up. Can you believe that? That in this room, there's images and people talking. We just can't see it. Well, it's the same in the spirit. Angels are here. The Lord wants to speak today. The Lord wants to move. He's in the room, but sometimes we need the antenna to pick it up. And so it's a wave. It's a sound. And you have to find the river. It's like tuning. I remember the old radios. Uh, You know, you have to turn it. (laughs) Hello, BB3C1 BBCB. You know, you have to tune it in. And that's what you do: is that we tune in to the things of the Lord. So, I'm going to try something with you. Now, give me the three notes, please. That's for some of you men. Young kids, and he brought a tape. That's how long ago it was? It Was on a tape, and he said, "I want you to listen to this." And he played this tape. He said, "And, and do you remember from coming home one night from Ramey?" And he said, "Listen." He brought us kids in. He said, "Listen, they were angels singing." Did he tell you the story? You heard it. He were angels on the on the tape, and that's what it sounded like. The whole Bible school was going. La, da, 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 da. And there's the Came and started singing, singing with them. So, so that that's one that's one part. Now, now you have a different octave in music as well. You can go a whole octave higher. For instance, let's go to the next one. <laughs> To try and get to is I'm, I'm not wanting the men to start to go oh. I want you to go oh. because the thing of the thing of the spirit is actually your heart. you' got to put your heart into it. That's how you, you see that's how you tune into the right frequency. Because we can all just go, Mah. you know. I could get, I could get a little Scottish bag and do that, you know. Mah. You know, that's not what it's about. No, it's until I find the, 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 the rhythm. So I want us just to welcome Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to this place. And Lord, that you would take our voices and our sound, vibrate through the room, Lord. Jesus name, come and let's all lift our voices. Lord take my heart take my life take all of me Lord Lord I yield myself to you Lord I give you my desires Lord I give you my passions I give it to you Lord fill me Lord with your glory fill me Lord with the touch of heaven fill me Lord with your presence fill my cup to overflowing oh God come on just begin to cry to the Lord and say I love you Lord Jesus Jesus he's in your boat church he's not left you the Lord has not departed from you your miracle is here we thank you Lord for the shift in our families thank you Lord for the shift in our lives oh the Strengthen the the weak knees, Lord. Strengthen our feet, oh Lord. The other side can we begin to pray in the holy yes. ghost yeah. pray in the spirit
1: yes. of we thank you lord for a shift of yes. the atmosphere yes. we thank you lord for
0: a shift in the heavens
1: thank you, father we come against the spirit of adversity
0: in the name of jesus we take authority over us in jesus mighty name I just, I just, I hear the Holy Spirit, I hear the Holy Spirit, people are, you're trusting the Lord for a child that's not serving God, one of your children not serving the Lord. How many of you people have a child you're praying for? Let me see, just raise your hands. Come on. Just keep your hands raised. I I heard so clearly from the Holy Spirit. This pain, this weight, God is saying, I want you to give me that child. Carry it. No more weeping. No more midnight weeping. So you keep your hands raised. We're going to pray. Come on, church, believe with me. I believe I've heard from the Lord. Joy is going to come back to your home and your life and hope because the Lord is going to step in. Father, in the name of Jesus, we call every son, every daughter. We call them in the spirit. Father, the sons and daughters of our families, we call, Lord, we speak to you. That, God, you bring them home in the name of Jesus. Lord, encounter them, we pray. Let them have a Damascus experience. Let your lights fall, Lord, in their room. Jesus, I want you to call them by name, call them by name and call them home in the name of Jesus now, oh loose them devil and set them free now, Jesus we pray. Joy to your house and your life. The Lord is in control. Break all intimidation, fear, guilt, and shame. In the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father. You're bringing children home. We thank you for those testimonies, Lord. We thank you for those miracles, Lord. In Jesus name can we pray in the spirit again just let's pray for Bradford come on <laughs> i thank you father i thank you lord you've set us free from shackles of bondage in jesus mighty name we thank you lord you've broken the chains of darkness, you've broken the chains of addiction, you've broken those things over our lives, and Father, we thank you there, the residual of those things will be removed from our homes, in Jesus' mighty name, and I thank you, Father, the secret things will be broken, and that Lord, our lives will be lives of light and hope. Let's just put our hands on our bodies and Lord, we thank you for touching our bodies and healing us. Jesus. We thank you, Lord, with long life you will satisfy us. In Jesus' mighty name. Just yes. pray in the spirit, Jesus. church. Thank you, Father. I command in the name of Jesus every heartbeat to align itself and rhythm to return to your body. I command in the name of Jesus every lung condition to be healed right now in Jesus' mighty name you have a lung condition, I want you just to breathe. Breathe in. Breathe in deeply. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Touch us. Touch your people, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hemorrhoids, be healed in the name of Jesus. That pain goes from your body tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And I give you praise. Father, I pray that you will deal with unnecessary debt in people's lives. Cause debt cancellation to come in Jesus' name. Take the burden from us, Lord, we pray. We thank you for that, Lord. Lift it from the church. Lift it from people. Lift it from families. Lift it from businesses. Lift it, Lord, from our children, Lord, we pray. Thank you, Father. Deal with it, Lord. We ask for favor favor lost, favor lost. hands one more time to heaven father we just thank you lord we love you we love you lord we love you Lord. father rest upon us strengthen us the lord bless you and the lord make his face shine upon you the lord bring favor to you in jesus name have a sense someone that cannot have a child the Lord is speaking to me about that or that you have a you have a condition in this area and you said I cannot be married and the Lord is speaking to you in the name of Jesus I speak healing to your womb I speak healing to your body in Jesus name in Jesus ministry here? I, I don't know, I don't know everyone, maybe ministry, um, somewhere, you wanna, can I pray for you, or just if you're in ministry in some way, or from another church, pastors, come, I pray for you, I want to pray for this Italian brother, my Sicilian friend, you know they call Sicily the center of the center of the world.